Welcome to Conversations with Tara and Ryan. I am Ryan McAniff. And I am Tara Bauman. And what you just heard was a trumping trumpet being played by this man, Bill Essert, the owner of Bay Grab Bar. Bill, that's been the best intro we've had thus far. Congratulations. You win. Well, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. It's, it's always fun to uh, hang out with you guys. And, and today's a special day because I get to talk a little bit about what I do besides the trumpet, but they're all related in my life. I will soon see. Do you, have you, do you play trumpets for uh, customers if they order a certain amount of money from you? Like, do you have <laughs> length of song if you hit certain, uh, a certain uh, you know, uh, revenue requirements? Well, not really. I mean, for me, uh, Bay Grab Bar is really much more of a mission, uh, kind of the same way that playing trumpet is really a mission. Uh, how many musicians you know really make a big bundle of money? Uh, you know, it was my first career, uh, and I did for about 10 years, played in symphony orchestras around the world and uh, George Lucas Studios. You'll see me on or hear me on films occasionally. But uh, that was many, many moons ago. Um, I'm in my encore career, and uh, I'm having a great time. That's outstanding. But if you, if requested, you could do that for people listening. That could be an added bonus for anything that you do. Like, hey, listen will play the trumpet as well. <laughs> well, stranger things have happened. And, and indeed, uh, the horn does occasionally come out on, on projects. Uh, um, I had the uh, great honor to uh, work for one of the Secretary of States recently. And, and uh, he was a big fan of mariachi music. So I do play in a mariachi band, as well as a polka band, in addition to my orchestra world. So I played some mariachis and recorded that for him and uh, his family uh, while we were there uh, poolside. That's amazing. I think you need to write a little uh, something for the National Aging in Place Council. We can play it every time we have intros to our programs. Well, you know, <laughs> every good program does have a tag, you know, a musical tag. So this might be the beginning of something new. That's true. What do you think, Ryan? I think we could work with it. I'm open to all possibilities. <laughs> Improve 1% every day and you'll, you'll be doing good. Right. So, Bill, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into, what, how you went from music into the aging services marketplace? I'm sure that was an interesting transition. Well, it could be a long story, but I'll give you the, uh, the Reader's Digest version. Um, yeah, so I did start out in the, in the music world. And uh, uh, when I hood, hit early adulthood, I, I realized um, it was time to do uh, and add something else besides my music to my life. So I, I had a, a long chapter at, in construction as a preservationist uh, working in historic preservation, uh, a contractor, a manufacturer, a designer uh, working in historic properties across uh, the West Coast and uh, other pretty places. And uh, that was a great ride. <clears throat> um, and uh, after, after that project, which went for about 25 years, um, I uh, was in, in between and I was doing hospice volunteering as a hospice volunteer for uh, a local hospital here in Northern California. And uh, right around that same time, I um, scheduled a visit with my parents and they're, they're aging in place in Arkansas. Uh, and so <clears throat> I flew down there, this was pre-COVID, um, and um, had a great time for about a week, 
And then uh, the end of the week, we were going to do uh, take an outing. Uh, Mom and Dad, Mary and Bob. Oh, let me show you a picture. They're uh, they're on the front of my whoa on the front of my flyer. There's Mary in red. And if you look carefully, she uh, only has one arm. She's an amputee. Um, and uh, and when my mom and dad go out of the house, they they hold their hand, you know, pretty firmly, uh, so that she has balance. When she's in the house, she'll use a cane. Um, and so on this outing that we had planned on a Friday afternoon, just like today, uh, we were going out the breezeway, and uh, my father paused for a minute and said, oh, I got to check the garbage cans or the mailbox or something like that. <clears throat> and so Mary stayed kind of by the garage door. I'm six feet behind, um, kind of just kind of observing and making my own way. Uh, <clears throat> Mary takes upon herself to open the garage door, uh, unbeknownst to us, and travel down two stairs or start to travel down two stairs into the garage where the car is parked. Well, given her balance and uh, and Bob was not there to hold her hand. She did a belly flop. Well, more like a head flop. It was, uh, it was really ugly. Um, she's okay, but, uh, it, it proceeded to emergency room, you know, ambulance rehab, uh, et cetera, which went over about three weeks of recovery from that fall. And that was really her first big fall. Um, and, um, so during that period of time, I extended my visit, um, uh, asked my dad if I could use his tools. I brushed off my contractor mind and my carpenter head and built some ramps, some railings, uh, installed some grab bars. And lo and behold, she came back from uh, the hospital. She was able to get into the house in a wheelchair um, and uh, continue her life living safe and independently from the work that I did. So, comma, then I got back to California right after that. She was situated, and I signed up for um, a course called Certified Aging in Place Specialist. Well, it's a whole program uh, down in San Diego. Um, and I brushed off my contractor's license from uh, my work in construction and got some insurance, uh, built up the website, created a business, uh, put out my shingle, and... That was the beginning of Bay Grab Bar on the heels of the music. So tying it all together, my work with Bay Grab Bar, helping seniors stay in their homes safely and independently is done artfully. So that's, that's really the tie-in between the music and uh, a home safety, which is what I do in my day-to-day -day work. And I still, at night, in my gig life, I uh, bullet trumpet out as well and uh, play in those various ensembles around uh, Northern California and other pretty places. Wow, that's really amazing. I We had a person on um, a couple of weeks ago uh, that was doing universal design and talking about grab bars and how pretty they are now. And it's not so institutional. And to make your home safe and to help prevent falls in your home, it doesn't have to look like you're in an institution. It can still look like a beautiful home with decorative, you know, ornate things all around you. So that kind of leads us to one of our other questions. Your company is called Grab Bars, but I'm assuming that you do other things uh, within your company to help with the fall prevention. Do you do safety assessments as well when you go into the home? Sure, yeah. Uh, um, I usually start off a relationship with a new customer with a, a free assessment, and I do that uh, virtually, uh, just like we're doing it today. Uh, COVID has taught us a lot of new things, and uh, 
I've been a big fan of, of Zoom for years prior, but now my customers are, well, they may not be fans, but at least they, they, they know how to do it. With a little encouragement, they can do a, a FaceTime call or a Zoom call, and we can walk through their house uh, virtually and, and really um, get into the, 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 the weeds as far as what's going on with their house and, and start them really thinking about how they can <clears throat> stay in that house safely and what we can do to help them with that process. And it is a process because it's not, it's not just the, the things we put on the wall or attached to the floor. It's, it's the big head process of, yeah, I'm ready for this or I need this. And uh, hopefully people will call and reach out before the big fall um, but that doesn't always happen. I say uh, by far the majority of my calls come after the big fall. Uh, so we're trying to shift that around. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, one of the sayings we use is grab bars are the new seatbelts. You think about that. What I mean, seatbelts were really foreign, uh, but now we just take them for granted. Everybody puts them on, you know, pe people don't really know about it or the car puts it on for you. So you know, just like solar or going electric here in California with the building codes is, uh, you know, uh, the way it's going to be. Uh, grab bars as well will be that way in very short order. It's on the way. And uh, yeah. Uh, now, to answer your question, uh, <clears throat> besides grab bars, what else do I do? Uh, I got to come back to that because I, I do remember that question. Uh, so ramps, I do a few ramps, not too many, but mostly, uh, grab bars and railings. And that really takes me outside of the bathroom into the entryways and, and of the home, or if there's a staircase in the home or a patio out back, or one of the areas that really comes up quite a bit is getting to the garage, just like going back to, going back to Mary, uh, going, uh, down that garage step. Um, and that's where a lot of falls happen as well. So the assessments, um, uh, like I said, are virtual. I also will go out and do in-person in assessments too. You know, before COVID hit, we used to have, or at least I used to have a hard time explaining really to people what the National Aging in Place Council was about because aging in place was such a, a term that was thrown around a lot. But now that it's not just seniors aging in place, it's everyone aging in place and living in place and working in place and surviving in place, you know, people have a better idea of how to make their home safe. I'm just curious if you see any differences in your pre-COVID calls versus post-COVID calls on the adjustments that people are making to their homes based yeah, on their good. experience of living there all the time. Just good curious. Question. Good question. Um, I think um, nothing really... The clutter factor. Uh, in, in, in my world, I do come upon a number of, of hoarders or semi hoarders and, uh, a semi hoarder, I, I might classify someone who's got a, a lot of clutter around and those areas, of, uh, those areas of clutter, uh, <clears throat> uh, have reduced because we are spending more time, you know, you're time. And I would say that's really the, the, the only thing other than, um, when, sons and daughters, family members are um, reaching out to me. Those, those folks are more, are more actively present in the decision process because they are 
even though they might not be there physically, um, they're there virtually and that much more concerned because they have more time and um, more concentration on on what's going on with their senior parents. So if someone were building a home, what would you say they could do proactively to kind of age in place while you're in your 30s or 40s? Is there something that as home builders, do they ever approach you and say, help us with this design? Uh, I, I get those calls occasionally and maybe not 30s or 40s, but 50s and 60s. Um, <clears throat> sorts of things are very straightforward, really. Not, not a, and and, and uh, design-wise, very attractive. Uh, I, I love the idea of the open floor plan in the bathroom um, where uh, the shower area is open to the toileting area because then it's just easier to clean up. It's one mop and it's like the, the whole thing. And it's uh, as long as that's uh, presented in that way, very popular in Europe and has been for years, decades. Um, and so people are starting to do the open floor plans um, in the bathrooms, higher toilets, why not? Uh, they're just, just more comfortable all around or a bidet. It just makes sense, well, particularly with COVID. Uh, that's a good one, yeah. So we see a lot more bidets because the bidet rage came when the toilet paper was so short, right? Get a bidet, don't, you know, toilet paper is uh, minimized. Um, so uh, those are some areas that come. Oh, lastly, um, <clears throat> I'm sure there's many more, but just coming off the top of my head, are door openings, keeping door openings uh, a little wider. Um, and code has kind of driven that already, but the, you know, you go into the houses of the 50s and the 60s, you'll see like 28 inch doors. And that's just really not smart. Um, just design wise and certainly getting a wheelchair through um, difficult. So going to a 32 or a 36 inch door, um, at a, at, you know, is much more sensible as you're thinking about doing a remodel. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's one of the things that's gonna be interesting. In Massachusetts, we have um, a, a law that's making, or, or a proposed law, a bill that's making its, its way through the state legislator, which is going to be about um, you know, having the, the state pay for home modifications. Um, the thinking being, and it's probably like rightfully so, is that it is far cheaper to spend a few thousand dollars on grab bars and railings and things like that in the home than it is with what your mom went through where she fell, she injured herself, she went to the hospital, she went to rehab, then she came home with uh, what I assume was uh, a VNA or Medicare certified home care services. That probably cost hundreds of thousands of dollars versus putting in those grab bars, dusting off your, your contractor uh, hat as you, or belt as you were saying, cost maybe a few hundred dollars, if that, you know, whatever it, it ended up costing. So um, I, I agree with you. The only difficulty we're gonna have out in like the East Coast side is all our homes are from like 1900. They're all built with like field stone foundations. And so you have some of these very awkward houses that are difficult to, uh, to you know, have like wheelchairs in and they're small and they're tight and um, you know it's it's uh, it's a difficulty but at least we're trying to do something out here to keep people safe in their home because what you do with home modifications is a lot less costly than a fall or an injury that your mom experienced. So true and uh, <clears throat> uh, I'm involved in a couple special projects along those lines here on the west coast um, 
where <clears throat> it's not being done by the state. I've kind of been following Massachusetts and England. My, my, I have a, a brother in, in London who just went through this with his uh, mother-in-law. And uh, that's been like that with their, <clears throat> their public medical uh, program for years and years. That's just part of the process as they come out, put the grab bars in, put in a ramp uh, at the right at trigger point when the doctor says do it and it gets done and no, no paperwork. It's, it's just so wonderful. And I'm so happy to hear Massachusetts is getting closer to that. And the, <clears throat> the program that I'm working with a company to start up here in the West Coast, uh, they're, they're actually... Uh, working with some of the insurance companies uh, to do uh, some of the same sorts of things so that it's included in insurance programs through uh, <clears throat> Medicare Advantage. These, these are possibilities that are moving forward finally uh, in the marketplace. And uh, yes, it's going to save a lot of money in the, the public money and the private money for instead of putting it into the hospital visit, just put a, a small trickle up front you know, saves that insurance company a ton of money on the back end. So it makes sense. Do you run into a lot of homes that you have to draw on your historic preservation? You know, when you go in San Francisco, I love the homes up there. Um, do you ever come across any challenges? And can you tell us maybe how you get around those? Um, yeah, actually, I, I do hearken back to that experience. Uh, I was uh, doing a project uh, earlier this week uh, in Pacific Heights, uh, grand home, uh, 1925-ish construction. Um, and <clears throat> the, the tile in the shower, was, it was, you know, it looked like pretty standard old school ceramic tile, but the, the, the backing behind the tile wasn't just, you know, green board or, or concrete board, which is maybe only an inch or inch and a half thick. This one, to the point that it was three inches thick. And uh, I, you know, I typically carry my maximum screw length is three inches. And this was actually three and a half. I, I correct myself. And so I got caught with my pants down, so to speak. Well, how am I going to attach to this? Well, you know, San Francisco has, has many wonderful things and coal hardware, they're all over the place. It's like, a, it's not a franchise, but they really uh, figured out how to put hardware stores into little neighborhoods. So it was like, I'm in North Beach and I, I walked, you know, three and a half blocks and I came back with the perfect three and a half inch stainless steel screw that solved the problem. Okay, nice. Well, I know before we started, you had a presentation that you wanted to share. For those of oh, you sure. who are listening, I hope that you can, uh, we'll, we'll be able to convey the information properly but you could also go on NAIPC TV on YouTube. All of our podcasts are uploaded. If you want to see Ryan's pretty face every other Friday, that's where you can go to see it. So um, I think the share screen is uh, good. You good, Bill? Oh, uh, it's failing to start. Try again later. Hmm. Well, <laughs> that's let's always see here. a good message to get. <laughs> Love that one. I, I think there's a trick. I, I went through this once before. Let's see if we can figure that out what that trick is. Um, share screen. And push the button. Ah, there we go. Okay, play. You just got to do it in the right order. Okie dokie. So, uh, <clears throat> welcome to Bay Grab Bar. 
um, artfully uh, helping people stay in their home safely and independently. Uh, and as we already talked about, um, it's we. I do handrails, I do fall prevention modifications, and that would include standard poles, railings, um, handheld showers, uh, benches, uh, and then railings inside and out. And here's a few shots just to, to give you a visual uh, kind of explain, and I'll verbally give you a little description. Um, a lot of my work is in the bathroom, you can see here, whether it's in the toileting area where I'm installing um, kind of a hospital style bar in this application uh, where there's not a wall and you need a grab bar on both sides in many cases. So the element here, it looks like a, a letter U tilted on its side and then it has a um, like a stilt on the end to, to give it support. Um, and then typically a grab bar. One of the interesting things about, <clears throat> and always comes up in my assessments is, is part of the people process in specifying a grab bar in a toilet area is to find out whether the client uh, patient is a puller or if that same person is a pusher. And so you guys might find this interesting. Uh, so everybody is one or the other, and it's about 50-50 when you're getting up from a chair or from a toilet in this case, what do you prefer to do? And what is your natural way to get up and down? Because we want to go with the way we're naturally performing. In other words, do I pull myself up? And if I'm going to pull, uh, that means I'm going to put my grab bar in a vertical orientation versus if I'm a pusher, then I'm going to want that bar kind of on my side so I can push myself up. And uh, you'll see different applications here as we go through these pictures, but um, that's, that's kind of just a, a helpful hint for those of you thinking about putting in your own grab bar or thinking about having someone and, and giving them the direction. Uh, yeah, I, I really think I'm a puller. Um, and um, other shots are just showing uh, our standard grab bars, which are peened. And I, I put in a peened finish grab bar most of the time because it's, it's less slippery. Uh, it gives you a bit of a tactile grip uh, and helps, helps prevent the slide. Putting in a nice shiny chrome grab bar might be pretty, but it could be slippery. So uh, we use a, a peened style grab bar you'll see here in the photographs. And um, we do have the discerning clients as well that want to have something particularly special or or pretty or decorative. And so we offer a wide array of decorative grab bars too. Uh, in this picture, we were showing some with a uh, kind of an old world bronze finish in a rather ornate um, style that's a rather classical or traditional, you might say, instead of the more utilitarian style. Um, and it also features a handheld shower um, and you'll see the location in a tub, which is helpful in getting out of a, a sunken tub um, as well. Uh, earlier, I talked about some of the other work uh, beyond grab bars and, and handrails is, is really a large part of that. Uh, these photos are showing interior handrails um, and uh, so that you can go up and down the stairs uh, with rails on one or ideally on both sides 
uh, in this application on the right, you'll see an existing handrail. And we wanted to complement that with something similar, but not exactly the same. We it, Using a, a modular system out of uh, Canada called Promenade. Uh, and um, different other materials I'll work with. Uh, you'll see uh, uh, one in brass here, wood. And I think the next uh, shot shows wrought iron. So these are exterior uh, shots showing staircases or steps uh, to the front or back doors. Um, and I work with uh, standard type rails as well as custom type rails in those applications. Sometimes they're custom finishes, um, but every rail has to be somehow or another adapted to the stair because there's no stair step that is exactly the same. And um, a lot of pickets, a um, little uh, uh, wordology here for you. Etym et etymology? No, no, that's, that's, that's animals. Okay. Uh, so we have on the end of the, the picture on the left on the, the, the railing there, the wrought iron railing, those little curly cues are called volutes. So for those of you that are word people want to go home with a new word, now you have one. V-O-L-U-T-E. I, I have a question. Yeah. Um, so in the, the image on the left, just <clears throat> so for people listening and not seeing, is that the, uh, the, it's a railing for, for two steps and then the, the, it's on the, the deck. Uh, the deck is obviously bolted in and then it comes down and it looks like it's going into uh, the earth. So how do you stabilize that? And how does that get stabilized when you're going into something that's soft like dirt or the ground? What would happen in that specific scenario? I guess, yeah, uh, great question. And this one is actually set in concrete. I, had, I poured a footing there uh, and it's actually, it's covered with dirt at this point. Seems like, I think it's all done. And I just, the garden had to go back in, um, but it's, it's a, a concrete footing. So it's very strong. And the ones that are bolted into the, the concrete porch uh, have anchors that are also uh, going into concrete. So there's there's no wiggle room here. It's very solid. Thanks for asking. Um, this uh, slide is showing uh, what I call two for ones or two in one grab bars. Uh, another way to get over the hesitancy of putting a grab bar into a bathroom, if you're not doing the decorative mode, which we already talked about, Sometimes it's like kind of going around doing a, uh, what do they call it in football when you go around the side, you know, it's, uh, so the, the, the trick here is to offer something else that the customer needs, but at the same time, they're going to be safer. For instance, a, a toilet roll holder, a toilet paper holder. Um, they maybe, they probably have one, but in this case, we can take off the existing toilet paper roll holder, put it in this. Uh, device here, <clears throat> um, which is, this one's manufactured by Moen, and it, it uh, holds the toilet paper, but it also serves as a very strong grab bar for, in this case, you can see it's for a pusher because it's horizontal. Um, the other pictures are pretty self-explanatory. One is a, um, a towel bar holder as well as a grab bar, and that can be placed strategically. So the towel is actually handier for the client, but they still have a grab bar too that they really need in that area based on what, what they're going through. If it's just aging or whether they have a specific uh, ailment, you know, whether it's Parkinson's or 
Alzheimer's or a bad hip or, you know, a new knee. Uh, these are uh, many of the sorts of things that, that uh, we come across, uh, a stroke victim. Um, and the last picture is showing a, a shelf. Uh, this is actually in, in my bathroom here uh, in my home. Um, I wanted to have a grab bar in the shower, but we also needed a place to put some shampoo. Uh, you know, between my wife and I, we, we didn't have enough storage area in the shower. So this worked out really ideally. Uh, so it's a safer area, but it's also convenient to a place to put um, shampoos, et cetera, uh, in a handy place. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, I do a few ramps, so whether it's a threshold ramp or up to a stair. And the ramps that uh, uh, we do at Bay Grab Bar are what we call temporary ramps. They're the aluminum styles, whether it's a, a suitcase ramp that you can pick up and put in your car or move to from place to place in your home, um, uh, all our ramps are relatively temporary. They're not like poured concrete style ramps. Um, that usually takes a, a, a bigger investment, larger crew, multiple trades, uh, et cetera. And um, as we're wrapping up here, here's some other accessories kind of showing or features something, uh, different styles of grab bars, whether they're in white or in chrome. Um, you can see the different sorts of bathrooms and areas that we work with at Bay Grab Bar. And uh, if you need to get hold of me, here's the contact information as well. Uh, you can find, uh, find us on the web at baygrabbar.com. And... Uh, that concludes my, my, my screen share, but let's go back and see what's going on with you guys. Well, I do have a question for Ryan. Do you pull, are you a puller or are you a pusher? I was going to say, that's the, the one thing that I'm going to take for the rest of my yeah. life. When I walk into a bathroom, I'm going to know if somebody's a puller <laughs> or a pusher. I, I, I don't, I guess the answer is I just don't know because I haven't been there. I, I mean, I guess maybe push, but pull. I guess it it also does matter about how the layout of the bathroom is as well. You might not have an area to be able to do a certain type, so you might be limited into what the space will provide you. So true, so true. And yeah, we do encounter that certain bathrooms are, are really, really small or there's not a wall to attach it to. And, you know, we, we adapt uh, and uh, back to the artfully, uh, as my colleague Constantine says, it's uh, we're improvising. He's a, he's a jazz trumpet player, you know. I uh, I play some jazz too, but you know. So uh, uh, that's a good, like good way it. to put it. Yeah, I artfully. like it. <laughs> you got you got to shake, rattle, and roll when you're working in this world. Not only with the house but with the people you're working with and, and really listening to what, um, what they need, what they want, and uh, what's really gonna make them safe. And most importantly, we, we, I often tell the story about the three S rule. They're safe, safer, and safest. So we're always trying to get to the safest level, but sometimes we're just not ready to get there yet. So one step at a time. Absolutely. I think that's a 
that's a great um, a great way to, to look at it and helping people out. Now, let's talk about the NAIPC for just a moment. What what kind of brought you to the NAIPC and what are your kind of uh, thoughts on that and how, how has been your experience with the NAIPC? Well, uh, here in Northern California, we have a, a, a new a new chapter. It's uh, uh, relatively new. And so I'm one of the early uh, adopters, adapters, excuse me. Um, and um, I learned about it actually from Southern California. And one of my colleagues had a very successful um, uh, run with it. So I wanted to um, uh, give it a chance. And so I've had a chance to meet <clears throat> via Zoom once a month or maybe more than that with other colleagues that are all senior focused in their work. Um, and it may not be other home modification people. It, it might be other people that are working with seniors in other ways, whether it's home care or uh, uh, reverse mortgages or you know uh, other health related things. It's the whole gamut of, of the senior world. And, and uh, we, we all share that, that focused senior focused mentality and everybody's got a story you know kind of like me with with mary and bob everybody in this world uh has some senior story whether it's an aunt an uncle a parent grandparent and we 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 all bond over that gather and and uh not only learn amongst ourselves but uh uh share those resources with other people outside the organization that really need to know more, whether it's a, a program like this that's national or more regional where we can go into a center or a home or a hospital and let them know that they have uh, resources and alternatives to help them stay in their home or uh, just live their life, whatever that might be. Mm. Yeah, one of my favorite things about the National Aging in Place Council is you just, you get to learn from other people's experiences and knowledge and just having a conversation before a meeting starts about a patient, somebody else can overhear it and say, oh, have you tried this? Or, oh, this Medicare plan covers that. You should have her talk to so-and-so. So even if you are only doing business, say, locally, it's still pays to go to these national meetings or speak on a national podcast like this because you never know who you're going to help or touch or who needs your services or a family member in Atlanta like my mom. I use the Atlanta chapter all the time to help my mom age in place. So um, I love the collaborative uh, environment that we have here. Plus we educate seniors and families on aging in place. So I love being a part of this. I'm glad that you're a part there in San Francisco. And of course, Ryan is out in Massachusetts. So um, I think this is a good time to wrap it up. This has been a super fun podcast today with your trumpet playing. That's definitely a first for us. So thank you for that. And I uh, hope to see everyone at some of our NAIPC events in the future. And um, in another two weeks, you'll get a great new podcast up on our YouTube TV. So Bill, take it away. <laughs>